asking questions, asking the questions specifically that Jesus asked of people as he walked on the earth in first century Palestine. Last week, we were talking about the question, what do you want? And we were talking about what does it mean to look at someone? What do we want from Jesus? And what does Jesus want from us? Today, we're continuing in the same thread by asking, do you see this woman? And so I invite you as we look through the scripture passage for today, for you to hear that question that Jesus asks and wonder, how is Jesus asking that same question of each and every one of us this morning? Let's turn to Luke 7 verses 36 through 50. This comes right after a moment where Jesus has been uh, questioned by the followers of John the Baptist. John the Baptist had sent some messengers saying, is this the person, is this the one that we have been waiting for? Is this the Messiah? To which Jesus sends the message back, tell them what you see. And then we come to this story. One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to eat with him, and he went into the Pharisee's house and took his place at the table. And a woman in the city who was a sinner, having learned that Jesus was eating in the Pharisee's house, brought an, an alabaster jar of ointment. She stood behind him at his feet, weeping, and began to bathe his feet with her tears and to dry them with her hair. Then she continued kissing his feet and anointing them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisee who had invited Jesus saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would have known who and what kind of woman this is who is touching him, that she is a sinner. Jesus spoke up and said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. Teacher, he replied, speak. A certain creditor had two debtors, one owed 500 denarii and the other 50. When they could not pay, he canceled the debts for both of them. Now which of them will love him more? Simon answered, I suppose the one for whom he canceled the greater debt. And Jesus said to him, you have judged rightly. Then, turning toward the woman, he said to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has bathed my feet with her tears and dried them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but from the time I came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore, I tell you, her sins, which were many, have been forgiven. Hence, she has shown great love. But the one to whom little is forgiven loves little. Then he said to her, your sins are forgiven. But those who were at the table with him began to say among themselves, Who is this who even forgives sins? And he said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. My friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please join me as we pray. 
We all long to be seen, God, and we know that as we sit together in the sanctuary that you see us. You see us for the things that we desperately want to be seen for, and you see the things that we hide. We pray, God, that as we continue in our worship, that you will help us to see, that we will see ourselves clearly, that we will see one another clearly, and that we will see you clearly. Please pour through me a gift of preaching that everyone might understand the truth, even me, and that we will carry it through into our lives today and each and every one day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. There is a fable that comes out of 13th century Turkey. It's a story that goes like this. There was a wisdom teacher. Wisdom teacher then was called a hoja. And he was invited to a banquet at the home of the most important man in the village. So as the hoja worked in his vineyard all throughout the day, he continued to look forward to all of the fine food and the good conversation that was awaiting him that night. However... The Hoja misjudged his day's work and found that he had returned home too late to prepare for the party. It was either wash and get dressed for dinner and be late or go directly to the banquet as he was. So, choosing not to be late, the Hoja arrived at the banquet with sweat and dust on his face, but he was glad that he did because the rest of the guests had already arrived, and when he entered the room, it was filled with sparkling conversation. But curiously enough, no one approached the hoja. At previous parties, he had often been the one who was the most popular of guests. He was asked to share his advice, his observations in life. But here, even the host of the party scarcely noticed him. Quietly, the Hoja left the party and hurried home. He scrubbed himself from head to heels, dressed himself handsomely in his new trousers, put on his new shirt vest to the largest of his turbans, before he slipped on to his new fur coat, which was by far the most striking garment in all of the village. Then, with his head held high, the hoja returned to the banquet. Every eye was upon him as the servants welcomed him into the home. The host rose immediately from the table to greet him and led him straight to the place of honor. As the banquet commenced, hoja was asked one question after another by the host, who then served him that fine food as quickly it was brought out into the banquet hall. But to the host's surprise, the hoja began grabbing the food off of the table and stuffing it into his pockets. And with each grab, he took it and he put it in the pocket and he would say, eat my fine coat. He would say it each time, handful after handful, eat my fine coat. All of the guests, they watched in silence. No one knew what to do. No one knew what he was trying to do. Finally, the host could not hold the silence any longer, and he says, Hoja, what are you doing? To which the Hoja replied, Ah, sir, I am but feeding the guest you invited into the banquet. 
When I came the first time this evening, you gave me no notice at all. When I came the second time, you treated me as the guest of honor. I have not changed. I am still Hoja. So it must be my fur coat that you are giving such an honor. And since my coat is the guest of honor, it should have its share of this fine food. Everyone wants to be seen. Everyone wants to be seen for who they are and not just for how they appear. There is a cost to us seeing people, though. If we are to be seen, if we are truly to see others, there is a cost of our comfort and of our approval. We see that in our scripture passage for today in Luke as this woman fawns over Jesus. She's crying and sobbing on the floor. She's creating this scene. Acknowledging her presence means confronting something uncomfortable. Seeing her means seeing her sinfulness alongside her brokenness. It means seeing the intensity of her gratitude which betrays the intensity of her shame. Acknowledging her presence means conveying approval of her presence. Seeing her means that we also see that hole in the fabric of society that should have never have allowed her to fall so low. As Martin Copenhaver says in his book, Jesus is the Question, which we are going through together, He says, in this setting and in this company, asking, do you see this woman, is a probing and challenging question. This woman may be right in front of them, but that does not mean that they all see her. Sometimes people choose not to see. There is, after all, a cost to seeing. If you see this woman, if you actually see this woman you might need to move beyond stereotypes and preconceptions. You might have to stop simply labeling her as a sinner and leaving it at that. You might have to relate to her as a person, as one soul to another soul. You might have to respond to her with compassion. Simon only sees what sort of woman she is. Jesus does not see a sort of woman He sees this woman. Friends, we are really good at seeing sorts of people. Nearly always sorted by their profession or their appearance. We see the sort of people who put on shirts and ties or high heels and carry laptops to work. We see the sort of people who live on the street and yell into the wind. We see the sort of people who work hard to make the lawns and landscapes around us beautiful. We see the sort of people on television who smile and wink in an effort to gain our trust. We are really good at seeing all sorts of people, which is what makes us really bad at truly seeing a person. Because if we see the specific person, we might struggle with the loneliness of that corporate partner. 
We might struggle with the deception of that politician. We might struggle with the truth that we live in the kind of society that finds extreme poverty acceptable. The truth is, we don't find any of that stuff acceptable. Loneliness or deception or extreme poverty or any of the things that break our hearts, we don't find them acceptable at all, which is why we blindly turn away from it, which is why we believe that if we choose not to see these things, that we are somehow asserting to ourselves that they are unacceptable of being seen. Simon clearly does not believe that this woman is acceptable of being seen. It's really funny how Simon, this Pharisee who is hosting Jesus, assumes that Jesus can't know what sort of woman is at his feet. We hear Simon think to himself in verse 39, he says, if this man were a prophet, he would have known who and what kind of woman this is that's touching him, that she is a sinner. Simon assumes that Jesus doesn't know who that woman is because Jesus doesn't push her away because he doesn't give her a hard stare to put her into her place because he doesn't prioritize his own reputation over the woman's desperation. And so we realize that not only does Simon not see this woman, but Simon doesn't see Jesus either because Jesus knows exactly what kind of woman sits at his feet. He knows the weight of her shame. He knows the loneliness of her rejection. He knows the fear of being judged. He knows just what sort of woman this is. And so he chooses to make sure that she knows that she has been seen. Simon, Jesus says, I have something to say to you. A certain creditor has two debtors. One owes a little bit of money. One owes a lot. Neither of them could pay. The creditor cancels both debts. Which creditor or which, which debtor loves the creditor more? After Simon begrudgingly answers Jesus' question correctly, identifying the person who had the greater debt canceled as being the one who's the most grateful, Jesus then turns to the woman while he continues to speak to Simon which forces Simon to make a choice. Is he going to keep staring at the back of Jesus' head? Or is he going to look where Jesus is looking? At the woman. He says, do you see this woman? She has showered love on me from the moment I walked in, whereas you held your love in reserve. Her sins, which are many, have been forgiven. Hence she has shown great love, but to the one, Simon, to the one for whom little has been forgiven, Simon, there is just a little love. It's really shocking to me here when Jesus talks about love, because love sounds a little out of place in this conversation, at least in our society today. The topic so far has been creditors and debtors. No one loves a creditor. No one loves a debtor. It has been a topic of conversation on hospitality and welcome. What does this have to do with love? But when it comes to Jesus, it turns out that all of this boils down to love. And it makes sense when you think about it because, my friends, it costs us 
to see someone clearly and what it costs us is our love. Ultimately, it's love that allows us to see someone beyond the sort of person that they are to the person that God has created them to be. The person that you or I are facing might be someone who is duplicitous and cruel, but we know God did not create them to be that way. We can only see that they were created to be honest and kind when we choose to look at them through the lens of love. We might be interacting with someone who is unreasonable and manipulative, but we know that God did not create them to be that way. But we can only see that they were created to be collaborative and honest when we choose to see them with love. And we may be interacting with someone who is insecure and just constantly grumpy. But God did not create them to be that way. We can only see who they were created to be as self-confident and joyful representatives of good news if we choose to see them with love. The truth is that we can be all of these things, collaborative, honest, kind, and joyful. We can be all of these things regardless of what we are wearing and regardless of what kind of car we drive and regardless of what kind of home we live in or what kind of job we perform if we just see each other with love. There's a story about a man who owns a meatpacking factory. And at the end of one workday, after the majority of his staff had started to leave for the day, the man went to take inventory in the meat locker. And as he went in, the mechanism for that meat locker failed, and the door shut, and he was locked in. He started to panic. He pounded on the door. He was screaming at the top of his voice, but he knew that it was no use because the walls to that freezer were so thick, and he knew already that everyone had gone home. An hour passed, and then more, and he started to resign himself to his future when suddenly he saw a face in the window of that freezer door. He jumped up, he waved his arms, and when the door finally opened, he was face to face with the security guard. He said to his security guard, how do you know that I was in here? How could you have possibly found me? To which the security guard says, I didn't know you were in here. But every morning when you walk in, you say hello to me by name. And every day when you leave the office, you say goodbye to me and wish me a good night. And you said hello to me this morning. Not a lot of people do that. You didn't say goodbye. So I thought I should check and make sure you had actually gone home. Friends, Everyone wants to be seen. And when we spend our love, when we take the cost of seeing somebody, we will find that we will truly be seen too. So, I'll leave you with a question. Who are you not seeing this week? And what will it cost you to truly see them?